Hi, and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Haematology. My name is Priya, and today we're discussing a study of the economic burden of malignant and non-malignant blood disorders across Europe. We're joined by one of the authors of the papers, Dr. Jose Leal. Welcome. Hello. So first, Dr. Leal, tell us a little bit about the background of your study. What prompted you to do this analysis of the cost of blood disorders in Europe? So we, we had previously estimated the economic impact of cancer, cardiovascular disease and dementia in Europe. And following on this work, in 2015, we were commissioned by the European Hematology Association to estimate now the economic impact of blood disorders in Europe. And although there were cost data on specific blood disorders in individual countries, we didn't find other studies estimating the costs of these disorders for the whole of the European Union in a systematic manner. So our aim was to estimate not just the healthcare costs associated with blood disorders, but also the cost of informal care, which is provided by friends and relatives, and productivity losses due to premature death and from being unable to work due to illness. We also estimated the costs separately for blood cancers, such as Hodgkin's and Hodgkin's lymphoma, leukemia and multiple myeloma, and non-malignant blood disorders such as anemia, hemophilia, blood cell disorders, and others. So briefly, how did you analyze the data from the different countries? Well, we, we estimated the costs of blood disorders for blood cancers and non-malignant for all 28 countries in the EU, plus Iceland, Norway, and Switzerland. So the approach we, we did for all 31 countries was to use the same methodological framework to obtain data and valid resource use that was due to blood disorders. So we did this by measuring all resource use within the most recent year for each data were available, and that was irrespective of disease onset. So in other words, we adopted a prevalence-based approach. And then we valued each resource use using country-specific union costs. So to do this, we collected country-specific aggregate data from sources such as the WHO, OECD, Eurostat, we also look for national ministries of health, national statistical institutes, and we further analyze special level data from a very large European ongoing survey called SHARE. So in total, when we combine all data sources, this amounted to about 180 being used to inform the costs of blood cancers and non-malignant blood disorders. And furthermore, to facilitate comparisons between countries, we also estimated the cost per 10 citizens and adjusted for differences in the cost of living. And in the case of blood disorders, we also estimated the cost per prevalent case, where the prevalence information was obtained from the Global Can 2012 study. And what did your results show? Well, we, we estimated the blood disorders to cost 23 billion euros in Europe, which represents a cost of 438 euros per 10 European citizens. And we found that healthcare costs accounted for 16 billion euros, which corresponded to almost 70% of the total costs. And of this, inpatient care accounted for about half of the healthcare-related costs, followed by expansion on drugs, which accounted for almost 30% of the healthcare costs. And when we looked at uh, productivity losses, we estimated that about 119,000 working years were lost due to mortality, which were valued at 2.5 billion euros, and we estimated 32 million working days were lost in 2012 
due to blood disorder-related morbidity, which was valued at 3 billion euros. Finally, when we looked at the informal care provided by friends and relatives of individuals with blood disorders, we estimated that these accounted for 145 million hours of unpaid care, which were valued at 1.6 billion euros, so very significant. And how did costs compare between malignant and non-malignant blood disorders? We found the costs to be evenly distributed. So the costs of malignant blood disorders were estimated at 12 billion euros, and the costs of non-malignant blood disorders were estimated at 11 billion euros. So we had approximately a 50-50 split between the two uh, groups of diseases. However, when we looked at the, the, the figures by country, we saw that the overall figure hided considerable variation across Europe. So for example, in Austria and Slovenia, we found the split to be 30% non-malignant, 70% malignant, while in Poland and Lithuania it was reversed. So 70% of total blood disorders were due to non-malignant disorders and 30% being due to blood cancers. And I think it's, well, we think it's worth highlighting that blood cancers dominated the productivity losses due to mortality. So they accounted for 75% of the total uh, uh, costs of productivity losses. And they also dominated informal care costs. So they accounted for 61% of the, the total informal care costs. And we also, as part of the study, we compare the costs of blood cancers with the costs of all sites of cancer, lung, breast, colorectal, prostate and bladder cancers in the 28 EU countries using the same methodology. And we found that healthcare expenditure due to blood cancers represented 12% of all cancer healthcare costs. And it was second only due, due to breast cancer. And it was further interesting to find that uh, healthcare costs of blood cancers per prevalent case were almost two times higher than the average expenditure across all sites of cancer. So very interesting indeed. As you mentioned, you noted a lot of variation in costs between countries. Why do you think this was the case? Well, we, we looked at predictors of healthcare costs and found the only significant association to be with national income. So in other words, what we found was that richer countries were more likely to spend more than poorer countries and we couldn't find other significant associations when we looked at mortality, incidence, and mortality-to-incidence ratio in the case of blood cancers. So we, we think that we need further research. We need further research to understand the reasons behind the variation in, in costs and uh, patient outcomes. But we think that these are likely to be due, at least in part, to the way uh, European healthcare systems are financed and configured. So to be due to differences in access to, to, to care, where we have uh, countries with free universal access and other countries where the private sector dominates uh, the healthcare system. Uh, differences in the way hospitals are financed are also likely to, to, to play a part, either being financed per day on a per day rate or by diagnostic related groups or differences also in terms of uh, the, how access of innovative treatments is regulated. 
And finally, how do you think the results of your study can help to guide clinical practice and healthcare policy? We, we show that blood disorders have a very significant economic impact in Europe with the 23 billion. And we think that our cost estimates then can help place blood disorders relative to other diseases. And we think that this will help inform and plan decisions about the distribution of resources to the provision of services, prevention interventions, and the allocation of uh, research funding across different diseases. And I think, furthermore, we, it's worth highlighting, based on our results, the need to set up benchmarks concerning the most effective and cost-effective public policy initiatives and healthcare systems in Europe. So there is a lot of variation uh, across different countries. And to set up these benchmarks, then we need to start addressing intelligence gaps about the effectiveness and cost effectiveness of existing care options for blood disorders, as well as factors affecting access to treatments and diagnosis. And this is quite important because we have, we have this continuous introduction of innovative but more expensive management options. So it is in, quite important to assess in a systematic and explicit manner whether the implementation of these new treatments actually represent value for money. Thank you, Dr. Leal, and thank you, listeners. See you again next time. Thank you. It was a pleasure.